Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions podcast. This is the second in our series of governance theme discussions. And today we're joined by Sarah Butland. Morning. Good morning. And Stephen Davison. Morning. Who are both members of the governance specialist team. So Stephen, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself? Yep, been working in the industry now for 30 years. A variety of different guises, working with trustees and corporates. And the last few years, focusing specifically on um, the governance area and trying to improve governance for trustee boards uh, across the UK. And sorry, this is your second time on the podcast. But for those who have listened to the other episodes in between, can you remind us what your role here is? Yeah, so again, I focus on work with trustee boards to deliver governance for their pension arrangements and also helping them on working more effectively together. So when we met last summer, or actually earlier in the summer, we talked about how trustee boards and pension managers can access the resources they need to be able to support improved governance and manage the workload on their agendas. So what's happened since then? So over the summer, we had the consultation on the future of governance and trusteeship from the pensions regulator. And that consultation built on its themes from the 21st century trusteeship campaign. One of those themes was understanding and documenting the skills that are on trustee boards. And this is a new focus for trustee boards because traditionally they've looked at the trustee knowledge and understanding, but this is a sort of wider scope, if you like. In our view, that's the right direction of travel because being a trustee is a broad role and different individuals will bring different experiences and different skills to the board. And it's right to look at how you work with those collectively. So is TKU still being pushed by the regulator? TKU is still important, but developing that into broader skills assessment is also very high on his agenda. Brilliant. So how does that help to improve governance? Stephen? So if we go back to the 21st century trusteeship campaign, there was a consensus that that good governance is essential to delivering more effective decision making and better member outcomes as well. And since then, the regulators continue to support the driving up of standards, both in DB and in DC. So in particular, knowing what skills you have available to you enable you to do three things. One, identify an additional resource to support your agenda of work. Other one, as more and more trustee boards are moving towards selection of member-nominated trustees, it can support that process. And it can also support succession planning from a board perspective as well. In the consultation that uh, Sarah men- uh, mentioned was released back in July 2019, the regulators set out aspirations in three main themes and then posed questions to the industry about them. Those being how to improve and evidence trustee knowledge and understanding, which you mentioned earlier, how to encourage diversity on boards and not just gender, other diversity characteristics, and how to professionalise in the board as well. Essentially, this is about moving trustees of pension plans into a similar direction of directors of company boards. And that, to me, feels absolutely like the right direction of travel. Fundamentally, a pension trustee board are a group of individuals working together to deliver a business plan. So having a group of people with varying skills that can tackle a range of issues and a range of different perspectives makes absolute sense. The challenge is no different to the one we've talked about in previous podcasts, and that's about elevating the role of trustee boards to the equivalent of a board of directors in a business who are in turn supported by their executive and their operational structure. Having a broad range of skills um, across the trustee board is a fundamental component, in my view, of being able to operate at a more strategic level. 
That's quite a lot of aspirations to consider. Should we talk about each in turn? At a high level, the regulator expects a trustee board to reflect the size and complexity of the pension scheme. And it also expects that trustee board to analyse its strengths and weaknesses and to address any gaps in either knowledge, skills or relevant experience and decide how they might be able to fill those gaps longer term. And we see this through the regulator's engagement with some of our clients where they're looking for evidence of how the board manages itself and its businesses when they're talking to them about other aspects of governance. And the view is that a well-balanced and diverse board can deliver more effective results for the members, which is also another one of the regulator's strong themes. And the board should be able to demonstrate the skills and the technical knowledge that they have. And so assessing that through documenting it enables you to build a framework to develop the future of your trustee board. And then leading on from that, when you're recruiting new trustees, you can consider what type of individual you need, what skills you're looking to fill and what experience, societal demographic you want to bring to the board. I think it's been well documented that um, when boards invest a lot of time and money in training trustees and then they disappear and then you get a fresh bunch of trustees in without the required skills, uh, it has seemed like a bit of a merry-go-round. So do you think this in particular will help address that challenge? I think in, in searching for new trustees, it enables boards to be more selective about the individuals that they bring onto the boards and to highlight particularly with the sponsor as well if you're looking for a company nominated trustee the sort of role that you need that individual to fill so that the company can give you somebody with those skills rather than just picking somebody lay from the workforce and Stephen do you think that will help with the skills assessment help capture the essence of the board? The aims of the skills assessment is to consider what an ideal board would look like for that particular scheme and then trying to identify any gaps in the skills that are actually available. I think for me, this, this probably in turn can lead to uh, training at a collective level or indeed an individual level to fill some of the gaps um, on the trustee board. Or just simply to acknowledge that for some projects, they might benefit from gaining access to individuals with other type of skill sets as well to help them achieve whatever the goals are trying to achieve. I think it's probably worth recognising that it's, it's difficult as well to obviously get the right trustees on board with the right skill sets. But I still think that knowing what skills you have, understanding the gaps and potentially in the blind spots is a better approach than that unconscious gap. And let's not forget trustees can rely upon some of their advisors as well to help support them in that area. So in the short term, you might plug the gaps with other resources. But what about the longer term of the, the needs of the board, Sarah? So... We see the, the output from the skills assessment having a number of uses, in particular in the succession planning, which we've already touched on. Contingency planning, for example, quite often we find that a trustee leaves the board unexpectedly because they leave the employer or whatever the reason might be. And actually then the sponsor is looking around the business to try and find somebody to fill the gap. But with contingency plans in place, then that enables you to target the individual that you're looking for and bring those skills back onto the trustee board in a more effective way. Similarly, in, in longer term succession planning, where you're looking for potential replacements for the trustee board, where you know that there might be a retirement of a trustee, for example, in a few years time, then that enables the trustee board to work with the sponsor in advance of the retirement, again, to identify the right skills to bring onto the board 
um, to keep the board um, up and running for the future. It's great to hear because I don't think succession planning and trustee boards is something that's always gone hand in hand. No, absolutely. The contingency planning point around potentially having a pool of candidates that you've identified for member-nominated trustees could be through a mentee selection exercise. And again, from the sponsor through its talent pool, knowing that you've got individuals identified there to fill gaps that do appear on your trustee board at short notice, I think will be very helpful for trustee boards in enabling them to continue to deliver their agenda of work going forwards. What about diversity? How can we gain greater diversity on trustee boards? Yeah, well, I think it's not just about diversity of gender, that's for sure. There's many other kind of diversity characteristics that we need to take account of. Things like um, experience, background, culture, age, wealth, um, cognitive diversity, personality, and skills in general. I mean, essentially, I guess what, what we're trying to achieve is diversity of thought process to enable all the ideas to be used to ultimately improve the outcomes and make more effective decision making. We use personality profiling of trustee boards to, to gain an understanding of that combined strength of trustee personality and also to try and understand some of the potential blind spots that the board might be susceptible to as well. I think understanding both the individual and the combined skills can obviously help support that long-term business planning in terms of composition of subcommittees, a composition of working parties, etc. Understanding what skills you have and where the gaps are, either in soft skills or in more, the more technical areas. From my perspective, I think this, this absolutely enables you to consider potential training options for individuals on the board. And we've already said a number of times, succession planning for the longer term. I think we also see, and we've mentioned it already, boards moving towards selection process for member-nominated trustees. There's a better understanding of the skills on the board and the skills that you're looking for from the individual when the vacancy arises, and that can make that process much more meaningful. I think it ultimately enables you to target some of your communications to members in order to fulfil the vacancies of the board. So final thoughts, what do we say to trustees who are about to embark on this exercise? What, what are your words of advice? So for me, it's about finding a way to objectively assess the skills of the board, which can add huge value. Because once you actually start to look at the skills on the board, it starts to change how you work together, from how you put together working parties, how you understand each other's perspectives at meetings, and what characteristics you look for when you're searching for new trustees. And very quickly, you start to see the board operating more effectively. It's actually very surprising what a difference this can make. I think that's absolutely spot on. I mean, I think if you look at a typical trustee board just now, not meaning to be ageist, but frankly, it is of the older generation that actually make up the composition of that trustee board. I think it's through things like communication, trying to get people more engaged in pensions, more engaged in financial awareness, more engaged in wealth management, just looking at holistically at their overall um, financial goals and objectives and how the trustees choose to communicate some of these messages to the different generations that exist within that population that for me is how we'll end up getting people more engaged and more interested in fulfilling the trustee role. Because the trustee role is a really fascinating role to be involved in. There's so many different things that you have access to and you have to understand and make decisions on. If we can make this a much more exciting and appealing role for that younger generation, I think it really stands as a good stead for the future.